0: Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center podcast. Today I'm doing an interview with Kara Hunter and we are discussing ways to meditate when you have young children. As we all know, it can be a bit of a struggle to find the time and the place to meditate when you have young children, but it is not impossible. And, uh, and Kara is here to, uh, to talk about this. So Kara, how are you today?
1: I'm fine. Thank you, Eric. And thanks so much for, for having me here to discuss this, this topic. Uh, I'm really excited to be here.
0: And there's a, there's a bit of a time difference between us right now. Uh, Cara, what, uh, what time is it for you? And, and whereabouts in the world are you located?
1: I'm in, uh, although I'm English, uh, as you can tell by my accent, but I'm, I'm living in Melbourne, Australia, um, and it's uh, ten past nine in the evening.
0: Uh, it's seven a.m. where I am, and I'm in uh, Ontario, Canada. So you got to love the internet for bringing us all together. Um, so, so Kara, um, first off, uh, so you have young children of your own, right? Um, and how how have you found the the um, challenge of of meditating, and what kind of insights? have you, um, gleaned from your experiences with meditating while having young children?
1: Yeah, I've got a, a a little girl who's nearly two and a half. Um, and I, I started to, I used to try just meditate at night, um, before bed, but quite often by then I was quite exhausted. Um, and by then I was, you know, didn't really get the benefits because I just wanted to go to sleep. Um, and then I started doing some meditations on, on Clubhouse, and um, we were on away on holiday for a couple of weeks, so my husband was around. And then when I got back, I didn't want to stop doing it, so that that got me into it because I just felt like I didn't want to miss out of, of, the, of the benefits. And I feel that, you know, we live quite busy, stressful lives, and it can be, you know, we, we love our children dearly, but it can sometimes be a bit tiring or, or stressful. You know, trying to manage them in our days, and it's just nice sometimes to have to better do that relaxation and not wait till right at the end of the day. Because actually, you want the benefit of it during the day when you're when you're feeling that stress, you're feeling a bit frazzled, or you know, you 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 want to rest, but you're not getting the opportunity for some rest, and that's when you really need the meditation. So that's why I started to to build meditation in, into my day with with my daughter around.
0: Yeah, I, that's very true, right? At the end of the day you're tired, you're, you might meditate, but you're going to slip out of it more easily. You might fall asleep more easily. You definitely, you know, it's good to meditate at the end of the day, but if that's the only time, then you're not definitely not going to get as much out of that practice. And, uh, and so therefore, you know, when you found you started meditating during the day, what kind of things did you find? Were helpful and how did you how did you start meditating during the day like was it all clubhouse meditations or was it uh, um, other techniques that you were trying when you first said okay i'm not going to do it at the end of the day i'm going to do it earlier
1: yes it was um clubhouse meditations that i've been doing so they were also another reason was there were scheduled times that i, I wanted to make which obviously like your children you can't necessarily you know you can't change their routine so uh um so I wanted to, to be able to do those. So I basically just started off by just listening. So I, I thought, oh well what I'll do is I'll just put it on in the-. so we would sit and play together and I would just kind of put it on in the background and just kinda of listen while we were doing something. Because so I thought, well, you know, it's still relaxing and, and I and then I would follow along with the kind of the breathing and, and, and just um it just reminded me to relax my body and, and, and to notice Um, because a big part of meditation is noticing whether there's any tension in your body or where there's tension and just really just being aware you know going quiet so you're just aware of any stress or any areas of your body that's stressed so I so I just used it initially to um, just to notice my body is there any tension you know kind of just do that relaxation and breathing and I thought if I even get 10% benefit from this then it's still worth it so that's how I started but as I've been practicing more and more I've been able to Go a bit deeper and actually finding it easier and going into um you know getting more more benefit from it.
0: So, are there any particular types of meditation that you have found are easier uh, when doing this? So, you mentioned scanning your body and such. Um, are there any other kind of meditations that you find would be kind of more the the go to when you? Um, dig, don't want to fall into, I guess, too deep a trance, right? But uh, at the same time, want to get the benefit of that meditation. So have you found any other kind of meditative styles that are helpful for that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, so the ones that I've been doing regularly involve um, deep, um, well, just basically breathing, you know, deep breathing, deep belly breathing. And, um, and also um, sometimes it involves humming. Um, humming which stimulates the the vagus nerve and promotes calmness so I what I did was um, I follow along with the the, so whatever the instructions are I would follow along and do the breathing or the the humming and that sort of thing and what I found which was amazing is my daughter started following along with me as well and copying me so she started sort of doing the breathing and not you know quite the, the same way I was doing it but she started doing the breathing as well and then she also started um, humming, you know, humming along as well, which was amazing. So I realised that she's actually getting some some benefit from it as well. And what I love about it is that I'm teaching her good habits, you know. I'm teaching her how to, you know, from a very young age, um, she's going how to learn how to manage stress. Because I never had that growing up. You know, I grew up in a fairly stressful environment with my parents. and and I've had to take me many years to learn how to manage stress so I I love the fact that I can bring her up in an environment where she can learn techniques to to manage her own stress Um, and yeah and and the fact that she's then gonna gradually you know ease into it herself and learn how to do it herself just by just by being with me and um, so I've got some some tips as well on how um, how I actually do it with her so so generally she 's quite good, so I generally sometimes I sit and just maybe play with her, so I just sort of sit her and might be doing some Lego, but I just try, and, and then she just does most of it and i I listen to the meditation um or sometimes she 's playing nicely on her own um, i um if you know sometimes the children are a little bit more demanding, so if there are days where she 's a bit more demanding and wants me, but I just really want to, to do the meditation, I do sometimes put the television on because I'm not. I don't. I personally don't mind her watching some telly every day because we also go out and get fresh air every day. So that that's that's an option if you just want some peace and quiet for a while. I'm sure most parents use that sometimes. So um, um, another another thing with um, smaller children, you can actually just put them on your lap or get them to sit next to you, um, and they could have a, a you know a cuddly toy or some crayons or something as well. Um, and yeah, so that's a kind of a way that I do it with. To to sort of keep her occupied so I'm not disturbed. And then um, what I do is I kind of focus on a spot with my eyes open. Um, but so I make sure that I'm still I'm I'm looking her way so I can still see her and what she's doing. And and then if you actually you can even sort of anyone in the audience if they want to try now, if you really focus on, on a certain spot, you can actually kind of like zone out what's going on around you just really focus on that spot so you can actually you can actually meditate that way you don't actually have to close your eyes you can meditate by focusing on a on, on a spot on the wall and you can go into you know a fairly deep relaxation like that but your eyes are open so you can still see if your child is still sitting there happily watching the tv or happily doing up their colouring or if you're sitting with them you know you'll know they're there you know they're safe but you can go into quite a deep relaxation even with your eyes open that's that's what i've found Um, and another little tip I wanted to say is that if you get disturbed, don't be put off. So sometimes I have been disturbed, you know, she's, she's wanted me or or spoken to me. Um, I just, you know, attend to her needs and then I just then go back, back into the meditation again and you can go back into the, into the relaxation. So with a bit of practice, it does get easier you know, you can go back into the relaxation easier. So at first time, if you think, okay, well, you know, I didn't really relax that much, but, you know, I, I did it. And, and But generally just taking that bit of time out does help, you know, just help just to kind of reset. I just call it like a reset. Um, but I think it will work with most types of meditations. You know, mute, mute, you know anything with sort of a bit of music or calm talking, I think it will work with any kind of meditation that, that you like doing and um and then sometimes you know if she's playing nicely i can hear her on her near i do shut my eyes for a short period if i want to go a little bit deeper but that's cuz i know you know she's with me and um and she's safe but um yeah that's kind of um the the way i the way i do it and um, some recommendations
0: you mentioning that you um are meditating with eyes open you know, I want to, to mention that this is not as crazy as an an idea as it might appear to some people, you know, who think that, Oh, meditation, you close your eyes and then, um, and then that's that, uh, you know, there's, uh, the, the, the great, uh, meditation master Bodhidharma. He was, uh, the founder basically of Chan, of Chan Buddhism, um, or otherwise known as Zen. And, uh, he, well, the story goes that he actually, uh, removed his own eyelids, um, cut off his own eyelids so that he would then just sit there meditating, staring at a wall, uh, and wouldn't fall asleep. Right. Because he had no idea, no way to close his eyes. Uh so I mean, obviously that's an extreme, extreme example, but you absolutely can meditate with eyes open and, um, you know even uh, there's a you can even do visual mindfulness meditation where you focus on particular aspects of a phenomena right so you take an object and you would then bring your awareness to the shape of the object or you would bring your awareness to then the color of the object you can you can cycle through these various aspects of the object and just focusing solely on that firm awareness because uh, you know ultimately you know with meditation there is you know it's 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 next to impossible to really just empty your mind right Uh, even though you hear that from so many meditation instructors you know empty your mind well if you ever stop thinking you're more than likely dead (laughs) right Uh, but at the same time what you can do is you can take that awareness right that awareness is always supposed to be doing something that's the thing that mind can be tamed and harnessed but it's always going to be doing something and this is why meditation's always have you focus on something and therefore you're not focusing on all the other concerns of the day and everything else right you're you're focusing on that one thing and uh that one thing can be a mantra that you're reciting. it can be a physical object that you're contemplating the qualities of uh it can be a contemplation a visualization uh but it's it's something that you focus on and I think that's very powerful that you find that you know the the power of your meditation is coming not from being isolated and and having an easy time of focusing on something, but rather finding that focus in the midst of your day, bringing your focus to that thing. And then if you get distracted, you know, that's, that's okay. Uh, But then bringing that focus back. And in fact, that almost feels like a stronger way, like a, a way to build an even stronger focus because you are developing your focus under these types of conditions uh, do you find that it gets easier over time as you are, uh, as you are engaging in these practices? Um, does it, is it easier to bring your awareness back to, uh, to the meditation?
1: Absolutely, yes. It definitely gets easier and easier over time. And I find that I can go into the meditation uh, a lot quicker and I can get I can get quite a lot deeper now than I used to. I've been doing it for a few months, so um, with with my daughter and um, I de- definitely find it easier to go into the meditation. So it isn't. you know, don't give up if you start and think, oh, I haven't really, ha-, you know, and your child interrupted you, and it's, you know, you, you don't feel like you've really relaxed too much. Don't give up because also it's about them getting used to it. So it's a new, you know, when you start doing it, it's a new thing for them as well. So it's about creating a routine that you do something you do together, and they will very much get used to to that um and i I have done it with um your meditations eric which has obviously led to this this interview so i've done actually done meditations where you've taken me to meet my guides and i've been able to just to sit and just meditate like that by you know staring at a spot on the wall and just going to a deep relaxation i've managed to actually go as far as sit meeting my guides and getting a message from them without closing my eyes with, with just kind of you can half close them a little bit you know just kind of soften to the point where everything goes a little bit almost blurry on the very edges you know so you just just kind of like you're not your base and your awareness isn't really so much in the room and yes I have actually been able to get as far as as meeting my guides it's not as clear or as deep as you know if I'm fully on my own with no distractions and I completely shut my eyes but it's certainly good enough to 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 get the benefit from from the meditation um And another point I wanted to make is that actually one thing I've learned is watching
0: my daughter play sometimes can be a
1: duplo. So, and she can sit nicely and just play and make these things. I sit with her and if I do a meditation in front of her, it's quite relaxing. She's just like quietly, you know, being um creative herself you know and just building these things, and she's quietly just doing that and i 'm doing my meditation and and actually it's quite peaceful for for both of us
0: yes it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to find calm and meditative peace within these conditions you know something I want to uh, to point out is that y- you know we often go through life looking for the perfect Conditions to do something right, and this is, this can very much um, stifle our our potential in certain things because you know we're always looking. You know, if we get up and uh, you know we we start a routine of working out, well, then you know we think, oh well, um, I want to feel up for it, right? I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to work out when I when I feel down or when I feel out of it, and you know, obviously that that cuts into. The potential that someone can develop there um same thing with uh with a writing especially right when you're when you're a writer, oftentimes you're waiting for that perfect moment uh to write where you totally feel into it and you feel really excited to uh to to write <laughs> and the thing is that that only comes once in a while, and if you really want to be a prolific writer or a writer who gets things done you got to write when the moment is not right you got to write when uh <laughs> when you're forcing yourself and when it really feels like work uh and so you know sometimes you just have to uh to make the best with the situation and but but it's better than nothing and in fact it can be a very powerful thing right uh a lot of writers they get most of their writing done when it feels like work and not when they feel inspired and when the words just flow onto the page. And, and so it's, it's very powerful to just get to the, get to the point, get into it. Um, So, so Kara, are there any other uh, tips that come to mind or observations that might be very helpful to people uh, in learning how to, uh, to meditate under these types of circumstances?
1: Well, firstly, I just want to agree with you about the perfect moment. We, we think we do spend a lot of our life trying to wait for the perfect moment for things. And then I think we miss out on a lot of opportunities or doing things because, you know, if we can do something and, like I say, if you can get even a small amount of benefit, then it's still worth keep doing it. So I think you're totally right there. You know, uh, create, the mo- you know create the moment and then just try and take an opportunity if, if, if you can. I'm just a firm believer that if you even get a small benefit from something, that's still worthwhile doing. And and things do you do build on things. So it definitely is practice. And another thing I'd say about meditations I've learned is to try different types. Cause I used to do meditations and I used to get some benefit, but I never really quite could shut off. But since I've experimented with lots of different types of meditations, I've I found a certain ones that suit me better than others that 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 that, that you know, for example, I quite like, you know crystal bowls, sound healing, that sort of thing. I, since I found that, I find that really, really nice. And and actually, that's a good point, because I haven't tried that one with my daughter yet. That's what I've always sort of done to put myself to sleep. So um, this conversation has actually inspired me to, to try that with her tomorrow. I think she'll really like that. So, uh, um, But another point I want to make about meditating is it's... I think with children, you know, I, I think we all have that bit of guilt if we're a bit stressed or sometimes we can snap or be a bit stressed. And I think that we feel guilty and we think we should shield them from that type of thing, but, you know, they need to learn what real life is. And I think if we shelter them too much, that's, you know, you're, 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 our job as parents is to send them into the world equipped to cope with the world. So if we shelter them and try and hide our stress, we probably can't. They probably still notice it anyway, but you know, if we try our hardest to not be stressed until they're in bed or whatever, What's actually a better way is I, I try and say to my daughter, you know, oh, sorry, mum is a little bit stressed because of we're moving house and there's a lot to do. And I try and explain it to her. And then and then I go on to teach her, you know, I want to teach her how to manage it and how to cope in these situations. So I wanted to look back and think, you know, um, if she has stress when she becomes an adult, Oh, you know, I've got a lot going on at the moment. I feel quite stressed. I know, and it'll be a natural reaction for her to put a meditation on and do it, and just stop in the middle of the stress and do a meditation because it's what she's grown up doing all her life. So I guess I just, I just feel that it's important that it's not about it being perfect, and it's not about going into a really deep meditation, and it's not about you know necessarily being able to fully do it, but it's about um, getting some benefit, getting some quiet time in a busy life. Um, And it's also about teaching our children good lifelong habits. That means that that will become more natural to them in in the future. So I think that's probably, yeah, probably the extra few bits I wanted to share there.
0: Fantastic. Well, I think that was a very, uh, very good introduction to how to meditate uh, when you have little ones. And um you know, obviously, I just want to put out there to anyone listening that, uh, you know, if you are meditating when you have young children, obviously, uh, be careful, right? I mean, don't leave the stove on or something while you're doing it or, uh, you know, take adequate measures to, to keep your children safe. Obviously, that uh, that should go without saying. But in today's world, I thought I would just mention it anyways. Um uh Kara do you have any any kind of observations along those lines uh, uh of your own as to how to uh keep things safe when your awareness is uh going to be a little bit not focused on the present situation
1: Yeah I'd say that basically follow your normal safety measures that you have with your child so you know, pointing out some of the more obvious things like, you know, make sure they're in a, somewhere safe so they're not laying on a bed when they can roll off or, you know, make sure your child is in a, in a safe space. I'd say if they're quite young, um, maybe pop them in a playpen or on your lap so that you, you definitely know that they are 100% safe. Uh, my daughter's of an age now where she is safe to roam around the house, but I make sure that she's in my vision. So I make sure that she's playing with something um She's actually never left, interestingly, she's no, I've done meditations with her, you know, most days for a few months. and She's actually never left the room while I've been doing one, interestingly. Um, she she does watch TV sometimes, but I prefer to just leave her playing with a toy or or colouring or, you know. Um, and I suppose another point is, 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 is timing in a way. If you can, if it's something you can choose to do, you could always choose to do it when perhaps you give your child a, a snack you sit them at the table, safely in a chair with a, with a snack or something. And you can just sit. Cause I, I do it with meals sometimes. So we might have lunch and I just listen to the meditation and then I just kind of do it. And she's eating some lunch safely. um, You know, while, while I'm listening to the meditation and doing it. So I definitely think, yes, follow normal safety measures with your child. Um, particularly as like you say, you're just not going to be maybe quite as focused on them as you normally would be. And your reactions might not be quite as, as quick as, they normally would uh because you are going to be yeah, a little bit more relaxed than than normal, so yeah absolutely make sure a child is in a real safe position and, and a and a safe spot um but but yes uh as long as you do, you follow those measures then um it should be hopefully an enjoyable experience for for everybody
0: fantastic, yeah, I think that that is um you know people just had to be reasonable in regards to uh to what they do and yeah everybody just uh you know normal safety precautions just be careful um so thank you so very much Cara. that was uh, a wonderful introduction to this topic i think that a lot of people are going to get a lot of benefit from this discussion and i feel that it might inspire a lot of people to Delve into meditation at a time in their life when they usually might feel like it's not an option that's available to them. Uh, so we'll just uh, close out the podcast por- uh, interview portion here before getting to a uh, to discussion on Clubhouse here. But uh, you know, before we close out the podcast, Kara, um, is there anything that uh, you would like to add? Where can people find you? Um, online. And, uh, you know, this is the time to uh, to tell us all your, your LinkedIn information, or not your LinkedIn information, but where, where can people find you?
1: <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I just actually wanted to add one more point that I hadn't, I just thought of that you also don't have to be completely sitting still to benefit either, because sometimes uh, the other day I was doing your meditation and we had to get ready to go out somewhere. And I started it sitting down, but we had to get ready and go. And I, I just kept my phone with me and I, we were getting ready and I listened to it in the background while we we're getting ready to go out. So I wasn't going into a deep relaxation at all, but I still, it's still a reminder to check in with your body and, and, to, and to relax and calm in a busy world. So I, even if I'm getting my daughter dressed, we're putting our shoes on, I listened to it up until we left the house, then I turned it off just as we were about to leave the house. But um, you know, Again, it's still that small bit of benefit. I still got a benefit. So I just realized I hadn't mentioned that you don't have to necessarily be sitting doing nothing to benefit. It still promotes, it's still a promotion of relaxation. So I just wanted to add that point in as well. Um, And yes, um, I I have a, a club on Clubhouse called Follow Your Path. And I do discussions on spiritual topics. It's really just about spiritual guidance, sharing that spiritual journey together and me sort of helping you know give people a bit of advice and support on that journey and us all supporting each other on our journey um on of of growing you know and and trying to achieve our our goals in life that may be personal or business and whatever we want to to do so uh and I am on Instagram as well and um I do also do um I do uh intuitive and tarot readings and I do healings, distance healings as well. So uh, but you can find me here on Clubhouse uh, through my club, uh, message me on back channel or on Instagram, which you can find the link on my bio. So thank you so much, Eric, for having me here today. I've really enjoyed the discussion and I really hope that um, lots of people get benefit from, from this discussion.
0: Fantastic. And yes, all of your information to your Instagram and all that will be in the description below if you're listening to this on the podcast. Uh, so thank you so much, Kara, and uh, you have a lovely day. Bye-bye.